Welcome to the Dejected Dolphin Podcast. On today's episode, I'm giving out my draft grades to the three prospects the Dolphins drafted in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. Let's get into it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. The Miami Dolphins got their guy. Got the guy that the whole fan base wanted. Tua Tonga Baloa at pick number five. They didn't have to trade up. They didn't nothing. It was it was perfect. It was beautiful. Mwah. Loved it. I mean, I am so ecstatic for Tua Tonga Baloa to be here spoiler alert just a fat a plus plus for me on this pick i think he was the best quarterback in the draft on my board joe burrow was ever so slightly above him it was one a one b and it was purely because of the medicals i obviously wasn't a hundred percent sure where the medicals were at with tua you know his hip and all that but he's got the clean bill of health i think you get the best quarterback at five stellar absolutely stellar a great great pick i can't say enough good things about this pick i i just love it i love it he he tua takes every single box for me as a franchise quarterback i mean he's accurate he he had success in college the leadership ever everything i mean my my goodness just so ecstatic to have Tua Tungvaloa on the Miami Dolphins. It's a big, fat W and A++ on this round one pick. But obviously, some other picks going down in the first round for the uh, Miami Dolphins. At pick 18, we selected tackle Austin Jackson out of USC. I know this one was a controversial pick. A lot of people thinking maybe, oh, well, they reached or eh, he wasn't worth quite that amount, that that type of uh, pick. But I think when you look at it and you see how the board played out, I think it was a matter of who they had as their definitive number five tackle. Right. So the top four were off the board at this point. Um, and specifically, it looked like maybe we were in play uh, at 13, right? Because I see the Bucks trading up from 14 to 13 to draft Tristan Wirfs, and it makes me wonder why they felt the need to give up any assets when it would have appeared pretty obvious that the Niners were not going after a tackle. So I'm, I have to believe that the Bucks got a whiff of something that maybe we were trying to trade up with the Niners who were trying to trade out. It would make sense to me. Uh, but in any case, at 18, they stand pack and they take Austin Jackson. I don't necessarily think he was the fifth definitive guy at the position on my board. You know, for me, if you looked at my mock draft, 
you know, it was Josh Jones for me at 18, who uh, admittedly would, would have also been a reach at 18, in my opinion. But that was probably my number five guy. I probably would have even been more so okay with Isaiah Wilson, who went 29th later, uh, just because he's a, a more pure right tackle. You know, that's to his blind side being that he's a lefty. But I don't, I don't dislike the Austin Jackson pick. Don't take any of, of, of this feedback as negative criticism at all. I think Austin Jackson is a young man with a ton of upside. I mean, Austin Jackson is, I think, 20. Like, I think, I, I believe I read he was 20, which if that's the case, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 24. He's four years younger than me. <laughs> so if he's already at the pro leagues, most of these guys are a little older than that. I, I see it as not, he's not a plug and play guy. Definitely not. But he's a young guy that has his best football ahead of him. So if we can, you know, potentially marinate him in our system, let him get accustomed, you know, to the way we run things here and develop him, I think he could be a, he could end up being a very legitimate tackle at the blind spot. It would be a very nice pick, I think, if we can develop him. My fear is that. I don't know if developing O linemen has been something we have a track record of. You know, I look at Michael Dieter from a year ago, and uh, you could have said he was a developmental uh, prospect at the guard spot. He hasn't exactly panned out. Granted, I'd like to see him get another shot this coming year because I do think he has potential. I would I would like to see them untap it a bit. Uh, but we'll see. I, I, that's going to remain to be seen. They needed a tackle, though. And if Chris Greer and Brian Flores thought he was the definitive number five after the big four came off the board, I'm not going to knock it. I think I think that fifth tackle prospect was a toss up. You know, it could have been anyone. Uh, you know, it could have been Josh Jones. It could have been Austin Jackson. It could have been I Isaiah Wilson. It could have been a number of tackles, I think, at that spot. And to be honest, it's not even a total shock because I saw a couple mock drafts that had Austin Jackson going 18 to the Dolphins. So. Again, not necessarily the pick that I would have made, but it's not one that I am strongly against, and I'm certainly not on the bandwagon of fans that seem to not like it. Uh, for me, it's a solid B-plus draft pick. I think at 18, you know, it was a decent enough value, and uh, I'm not going to knock a guy for, you know, maybe not being the you know this spectacular sort of physical specimen that we saw a couple of these other tackle prospects looking like you know i think he he has a great story with uh with him donating his bone marrow to uh his sister right before the season which you know could potentially have played a, a big role in why maybe his his film didn't pop the same way as others and if that's the case, you would imagine that, it, you know, there's going to be a sort of a recovery curve, if you will, for him to kind of get back uh, to playing at 100%. If that's the case, uh, even with all that, I didn't I didn't think his film was bad. There's a few spots here and there in his technique that he's going to have to, you know, work on. And I think with the right coaching staff, I think they can clean it up and he can be a very good left tackle 
or potentially right tackle. He said he can play any spot on the offensive line, and I'm usually inclined to believe that when the lineman says it. Uh, but I think he can be a very solid tackle for this team moving forward for several years, right? So because if, if he's age 20, I mean, my goodness, I, I, I could see him legitimately uh, being able to play 10 very good years of football, assuming all goes correctly. So I like that pick. Nice B-plus prospect for me at that spot. I, I don't mind the pick at all. In fact, I quite like it. Next thing that happened in the first round of this draft Obviously, we got we got the pick at 30. But I want to talk quickly about the trade out from 26 to 30. That's four spots. You trade out with the Packers and you get a fourth round pick. Granted, a late fourth, but I like the move. I really do. Because I think they knew who they wanted at that spot. You know, I think... I think the corner out of Auburn that they got would have probably been the pick at 26. And I think they know that 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 was probably a bit of a reach. So they kind of just took the best offer on the table. In this case, it was that extra fourth round pick and the first round pick swap with uh, the Packers. They accumulated an extra day three pick because it's round four but it's going to be ammunition for day two i'm currently recording this uh less than an hour before round two is set to start so i won't be talking about round two grades just yet that'll come out in another in another episode in all likelihood but i liked the trade i I, I thought we needed an extra fourth in my opinion i thought an extra fourth would be nice and i think they did it at the right spot at the time that the that the trade happened there were about four guys that I would have liked to have drafted, and I think only one or two went off the board before pick 30, right? So between 26 and 30, I think only like two of the guys that I would have maybe liked for them to take uh, went off the board. In fact, I think it was only one at that point because I think uh, Cesar Ruiz went off the board before pick 26. Um, I'm not looking at the full board right now, so I apologize, but... I, I thought the trade was a good one. I was quite I was quite satisfied when I saw the compensation. Um, I know some people are saying, oh, well, it was for a quarterback. They should have gotten more. Not necessarily. It was four picks back. And in all likelihood, the Packers probably could have had Jordan Love at 30, if we're being honest. There wasn't really another team that was in need of a quarterback between picks 26 and, and pick 30. Uh, so I think the fact that we got anything for that was pretty good. And then we still end up with presumably the guy that coach flow wanted and was gonna get anyways uh but i would say that draft day trade gets a nice solid uh a minus from me it's not beautiful had we gotten a third round pick it would have been just uh, you know it would have been spectacular but i think a fourth is nice even if it is a late fourth gets an a minus from me that deal and then of course a pick 30 corner out of auburn noah Iganagabi. Iganagabi. It's going to take me a while to learn that name, folks. I apologize. I tried to learn it before recording just now. Uh, But um, but yeah, that's going to be a recurring problem (laughs) whenever I talk about this kid. But I I was familiar with his tape. You know, Auburn was a a school I got to to watch quite a bit this year. And I, I think he really, he popped off 
for me, he popped off the screen uh, with some of the stuff he was doing on the special teams. I thought he was he had some he had some very nice plays in the special teams unit, and obviously from the slot, I thought he was phenomenal as well. I like the athlete more than the corner, if that makes sense. So I think corner was a spot that we can all agree. Uh, we, we're, we're very rich at that spot if we're being completely honest, right? So we already had Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, uh, Nick Needham. Uh, there was talks about maybe getting a safety to move Bobby back to nickel. So all that, it probably wasn't a pick that most fans wanted in the first round. However, the pick indicates to me that they think Bobby McCain at free safety is the exact right move, that Eric Rowe at strong safety is how they want to proceed moving forward. So I think that pick to me indicates, at least at this moment, that they seem to want to stick with their safeties as is. So they needed a definitive slot guy, right? So they went out and got their slot guy. And I like it because as a first round pick now, you have him locked in for five years because of that fifth year option. So Byron Jones, if I'm not mistaken, signed a five-year deal. Uh, Xavier's extension, I think, extended him for another four some years. So I think you're potentially looking at a group of three, three guys that could potentially be shut down in this league for years to come right now. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think he was... Probably a bit of a reach, but if we're being honest, he wouldn't have been available in round two just because we saw a pretty thick run of of corners in this draft class, uh, especially in that first round. So I think I think if they desperately wanted him and it seems like Coach Flo wanted him, they probably picked him at, at the spot where you were going to get the most bang for your buck because at 26, it probably would have been even worse of a value you know, just based on the value chart. But I don't know. I I think he he's going to fit into the slot quite nicely for this team. So it, it it's nice if we are to believe that Bobby McCain is the definitive free safety moving forward. I personally would have liked to see Bobby move back to the nickel. I still think that's where he thrives. However, there's still a chance of it. Maybe we go safety in the second round and we'll reevaluate when I'm on the microphone again. Um, I would say this pick gets a B for me and I could potentially see me eating my words and maybe having to retroactively say that it was a stellar pick just because I do see the value in having a really, really shut down secondary like it looks like we've built. Um, but I would have liked to go double tackle or maybe a guard or a center or even a running back, maybe even though I'm in the camp of not getting a running back until the late second, early third. That's just me. Um, but yeah, I, I would have gone probably another tackle. Josh Jones was still on the board. Um, I would have maybe considered a safety at that point, right? You know, you look at uh, Antoine Winfield, even though he could potentially still be available at 39, we'll find out in T minus 40 minutes for me. Uh, by the time this goes up, pick probably would have already happened. But yeah, overall, this Dolphins draft class gets a big fat A for me. It's it's, it's it was a stellar stellar draft. I was I was excited, nervous, and at pick five when Tua got announced, 
my worries were all taken away. I think Tua remedies all, and that's what it feels like to have a good quarterback. You know, if we would have gotten Justin Herbert at five, none of this would have felt this way. If we would have gotten Jordan Love at five, it wouldn't have felt this way. We got the guy. We got the best quarterback in the draft at five, and I can't wait to see Tua hit the field. Probably not next year. The year after that, I still think they should sit him a year. You know, I think we've seen quarterbacks have success when they're allowed to sit behind a veteran, you know, really get a chance to take in the offense, learn the playbook. But we'll see. He seems to be medically cleared to play right away. So who knows what happens? I'm still in the camp of letting him redshirt this year. But, but you know, time will determine that. I am very much looking forward to round two round three round four and the rest of this draft and i'm very much looking forward to the season starting i'm very very excited to say that tua tonga is a member of the miami dolphins <laughs>